This week, let's talk about customer communications, another way we can engage rather than enrage. Welcome to episode 204 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance. I'm Roger Edwards, a marketing guy and keynote speaker from Edinburgh. Talk to me if you want to cut the BS and the complexity from your marketing strategy. Hello and welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. I'd like to thank you so much for downloading or streaming the show. I really do appreciate you taking the time to plug me and my guests into your earphones. This week, it's just me and the mic. And I want to talk to you a little bit about customer communications, simple customer communications, communications that can keep customers informed, keep them happy and keep them engaged rather than a lack of customer communications that just leads to annoyed customers, enraged customers, ultimately unhappy customers. And the reason I want to talk to you about this today is an experience that I had last week traveling down to Birmingham. I was traveling down to Birmingham to speak at the Life Search Franchise Conference. I was doing a speech to the main hall and also a workshop in one of the breakout areas. And of course, I live in Edinburgh, so I had to fly down to Birmingham. Most of my UK domestic travel these days involves flying down to London, and my airline of choice is EasyJet. Um, EasyJet have been phenomenally efficient over the last few years. In fact, I think I've probably traveled at least 60 flights with EasyJet without any significant problems or delays at all. Whereas when flying from Edinburgh to London, you've got the choice of EasyJet, British Airways, Ryanair. To Birmingham, it's just one airline, Fly B. Now, business travellers affectionately, I don't know whether affectionately is the right term actually, affectionately know Fly B as Fly Maybe because they, they do have a bit of a reputation for lots of delays. So I kept my fingers crossed that there wouldn't be any problems. I also decided that I would do an episode of Rog Vlog as I travelled down to Birmingham because actually it's been a long time since I've flown with Fly B. So I went to Edinburgh Airport, kitted out with my vlogging camera. So I'm there with a camera, a little tripod that I can hold in my hand and that great big sausage-shaped microphone on top of the camera. So lots of people sort of give you those sideways glances looking at me as if who's this idiot with this camera and what's he doing but I just sometimes like to to record what's happening take a bit of b-roll in the airport views of the apron views of the aircraft landing and taking off and then mix it all together into a vlog and and these sort of trip report vlogs are actually quite popular on YouTube in fact out of all the vlogs that I've done it's the trip report vlogs that get the biggest audiences so I thought I'd just do that it's a it's a way to pass the time on the trip down to Birmingham. So got to Edinburgh Airport. Fortunately, it wasn't a a red-eye flight. It was quite a a reasonable time. It was about half past eight in the morning, then the flight, so I didn't have to get up at the crack of dawn. Went through security, no problems. Had myself a cup of coffee from Cafe Nero, where I always go, and a bacon butty for breakfast. And there was the flight, all ready 
to go at the boarding gate. So no delays at all on the way down to Birmingham. Got on the flight, took some shots on the apron just before we boarded the plane. You know, geeky shot of the propellers, that sort of thing. And got on the plane, no delays, safety briefing, takeoff, into the air, another coffee. Great cup of Kenko, actually, Flybe. I really like that Kenko coffee. Straight down into Birmingham, bang on time. Out onto the train and into Birmingham city centre for the Life Search conference. So I'm feeling really happy and I'm thinking, well, this is going to be a really good vlog and the vlog's going to show Flybee in a great light. Did my speeches, went down well and stayed around for a little while, had a drink with the um, conference delegates and then headed back to Birmingham Airport. My flight back to Edinburgh was quarter past eight in the evening. So I arrived at Birmingham Airport in good time. It was about half past six. And of course, once I got through security and walk miles and miles and miles through the shops. Most airports in the UK these days make you walk miles and miles and miles through the shops. Birmingham Airport is no different. I got into the departure lounge, had a look at the departure boards, and guess what? The Flybe flight to Edinburgh at quarter past eight was showing a delay. In fact, it was showing a delay until 21.30, 9.30 in the evening. So my heart sank because... It's a Friday night. I want to get home. I want to be with my family. I want to relax on a Friday. I don't want to be stressed out. So my immediate thought was, oh, for goodness sake, a delay on a Friday night. But in reality, an hour and a quarter, not too much of a problem. So when I got myself something to eat, had another coffee and waited for the flight. After eating my dinner, and enjoyed that coffee, I glanced at the departure board again, and guess what? 21.45. They'd added 15 minutes onto the delay. So I wandered into the gate area and see if I could find anybody representing Fly B in the airport. Now, there was a desk which said airline staff above it in great big friendly letters, but there was no friendly airline staff sat at the desk. So I wandered round the whole of the domestic part of Birmingham Airport and couldn't find any airline representatives at all. Just passengers sitting around waiting for flights. So, okay, I went and sat down again. And before I knew it, it crept forward again to 22.15. So now we're talking about a two-hour delay. And I'm starting to get a little bit concerned because this is a Friday night. Are the pilots and the crew going to go out of time? Will they actually have to cancel this flight? Am I actually going to get home on a Friday night? All of these questions start to reverberate around inside your head when you've got nobody telling you what's actually going on. And I was really thinking, it's about time somebody said what the issue was. So I wandered around again, talked to a couple of the shopkeepers in the domestic terminal, and they said, oh no, you won't see any airline staff unless they actually cancel the flight. That's the only time that they appear. You'll just have to wait until they decide to board you. So hanging around, sitting down, and eventually the, the domestic terminal completely cleared. We were the last flight to depart on that Friday evening, or not depart as maybe it was going to turn out. And I'm sat there and I'm listening into conversations of people sat around me and everybody is thinking the same as me. Is this flight actually going to leave? Are they going to cancel it? Are we going to end up having to go and stay in a hotel? And then are they going to fly us up to Edinburgh in the morning on Saturday morning? But of course, nobody is getting the answers. Now, I'd already thought, uh-uh, 
I'll go to the Flybee website, checked it out on my phone. Yes, there is a page which says live service updates. I went into that, see if there's an update on the flight, but that particular page on the website wasn't working. No help there. So then I went on to Twitter and I found the Flybee Twitter handle and, and typed in, looking like more than a two hour delay on my flight to Edinburgh. There's no staff in the airport. Nobody's telling us what's happening. Can you give me an update? Admittedly, the Twitter guy replied pretty quickly and said, actually, your flight is due to depart at 22.30. So, okay, I'll sit back and wait for a little bit longer. But still, no sign of any Flybee staff in the airport at all. No announcements made. And the people around me are now starting to talk about hotels, starting to phone their families and say, don't think I'm going to get home tonight. It's typical. This always happens with Flybee. They'll string it out as long as they can, and then they'll cancel the flight. Now, the following morning, on Saturday morning, I teach a body balance class at Bannatines in Edinburgh at 9am. And I'm starting to think... I'm not going to get home tonight, am I? I'm going to have to find somebody who can cover that class for me in the morning on the assumption I'm just not going to get home. So I sent a message to one of my fitness instructor friends and said, can you cover body balance 9am Bannatines tomorrow morning? Because I'm stuck at Birmingham airport. Nobody's telling me what's going on. And I don't think I'm actually going to get home. Fortunately, my friend replied pretty much straight away. Oh no, doesn't sound good. Don't worry about it. I'll cover the class just concentrate on getting home, relax, etc., etc. Good friend there. So then finally, about 22.30, the sign lit up on the gate and a fly bee gate attendant materialised out of thin air and started to board us. And, well, I say they started to board us. Actually, what happened is they moved most of us into the air bridge, which was freezing cold because it was a cold night. They moved us into the air bridge and made us stand in the air bridge for another 25 minutes. We finally got on the plane about 10 to 11. And this is the first time that a member of Fly B staff was actually apologetic to us. And, of course, it was the pilot. He came on, he said, ladies and gentlemen, Many apologies for the delay. There was a technical fault with the aircraft and, of course, safety is paramount. We wanted to make sure that the aircraft was safe before we invited you on board. Now, of course, safety is paramount. I accept that. And I wouldn't want to get onto an aircraft which was potentially unsafe. But the fact remained, we were in that airport for over two and a half hours after our departure time was meant to be, and not one person appeared to tell us what was happening. They didn't make an announcement over the intercom. A flybee attendant didn't come into the lounge to talk to customers. We were just left sat there, and the only thing that was changing was the length of the delay getting longer and longer on that departures board. And of course, everybody was starting to make alternative plans, thinking about booking hotels, thinking about going back home if they lived in Birmingham rather than Edinburgh. And people were getting annoyed. People were getting enraged. That lack of communication made people think the worst. That lack of communication made people feel hostile against Fly B. Why couldn't they have just made an announcement? I had to go to Twitter to find out what was happening. And, and to be perfectly honest, the information the guy gave me over Twitter wasn't exactly accurate because we ended up leaving about an hour later than he actually said we would. 
Why couldn't they have just sent somebody out for five minutes to say, ladies and gentlemen, there's a technical fault with the aircraft. We think you'll be departing in an hour's time. Safety is paramount. If you've got any questions, I'll be here for five more minutes. And everybody would have been happy. Nobody would have had to have made alternative plans. Nobody would have been making panic-stricken phone calls to home. Everybody would have been a lot more chilled out than they actually were. But by making no customer announcements by making no communications they ended up with an airport full of enraged customers in fairness the crew on board the flight back up to edinburgh did give us a free drink so they sort of <laughs> they sort of made me feel a little bit better because of that but the lesson here the lesson here is always keep your customers up to date with what's happening it doesn't matter what industry you're in if you're a car mechanic if you're a wholesaler let people know what's going on. Amazon are great at this, aren't they? You order something and they send you an email at every stage of the process. So thanks for the order. We've confirmed your payment. Then they'll tell you when it's been dispatched. Then they'll tell you when it's arrived at the depot. Then they'll tell you the approximate time that it's going to arrive at your house. You feel great about that because they keep you updated about what's happening. But with Flybe, that particular day, two and a half hours of nothing two and a half hours of nothing. That meant enraged customers. As marketers, it's really important that we have engaged customers. We have customers that like us, trust us enough to do business with us. I will seriously be thinking about whether I'd want to fly with Flybe again in the future. So I hope you enjoyed that little rant, I guess it was, but hopefully the message comes across. Even the most simple Customer communications can keep our customers engaged. Tell people what's going on. It doesn't need to be complicated. All they needed to do was send somebody out for five minutes and be nice to us and tell us what was going on. That was all it needed. Simple communications, keep people informed. You will have engaged customers. They'll want to do business with you. If you need help with your marketing, your communication, your social media, please do get in touch. I'd love to work with you on putting together a simple marketing strategy. So thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast, and I'll see you again on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes and leave a review. I'll catch you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business.